It was a good looking deer. Oh, it's a great deer. Had all the characteristics of a mature deer um, that you're looking for. And um, we shot the deer. I shot the deer and uh, he went about 40 yards, fell over, walked over to him. And I saw Justin kind of walk up to the deer and turn around and look at me like he was real puzzled. And uh, he's like, man, and we got up to the deer. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, powered by DeerCast. You are Matt Drury. You are Tim Chelswick. That's Layden Force. North American whitetail in the house. He's probably nervous being I, in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah, that never is yeah. appearing on TV. Or <laughs> that black eye kind of gets you sometimes. You, know, you got to watch for it. So. <laughs> yeah. I got sucked into one of your uh, trail camera reviews mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, from ATA this past year. Okay. It was great. What him? Well, I don't. I don't want to like inflate his ego, but he, yeah, was he, a part he did of a nice job with it. Yeah. So, Layden, why don't you tell our audience who you are, what you do, okay. and kind of how you got there before we jump into the conversation? A yeah, little bit. yeah. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, I appreciate you guys mm-hmm. inviting me in. I was going to come down and eat lunch with you, and we got the chance to do this instead. Yeah. So, also, don't lie. Don't lie. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll try not to do that. So, don't lie and don't tell everybody what I do wrong. Those are the two. <laughs> no, no, the two no, things no, we're no, we, can, <laughs> we can dive into that. Okay. Um, so, Layden Force. Uh, Born and raised kind of in Northeast Missouri, not too far from your dad's farm there in, yep. in Knox County. Um, I was on the south part of the county, but was very familiar with the area. Um, I currently am the publisher and producer for North American Whitetail, um, which includes North American Whitetail TV and participate on the show quite a bit on Outdoor Channel and Sportsman's Channel. Yep. And then um, I also am the publisher of Gundog, the brand, um, you know, formerly a magazine, now a brand, um, still a magazine in some regards, and then Wildfowl. I also have publishing responsibilities there. Busy guy. We stay pretty busy. With yeah. Gundog, I'm not sure, like, are they are they modifying the weapon so that the dogs can hold the firearm? Yes. I don't understand how that Yeah, <laughs> It comes in a nice neoprene vest format, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's a, a manual for, uh, you know, it's the hunter's training manual, really, for working dogs out in the field, whether it be upland or, or waterfowl sure. uh, type hunting situations. But, yeah, it's another one of those great brands that's been around for a long time and lucky to be a part of how it. How do you divide your time amongst those that's what three I was things? Ask. I mean, because some of it, the crossovers similar times of year right it is it is yeah and um as i've become more involved in tv you know unfortunately my my upland hunting and and waterfowl hunting kind of probably suffer a little bit Mm. um but still stay pretty uh pretty invested in the brands and what we're doing and i have great people man that i work with great teams sure um like you guys have here at dury outdoors and uh, it can be tough managing my time um, yeah. from time to time. But, you know, hey, like I said, great teams, and they can really help me get through that. And we kind of go day by day and try to maintain a schedule sure. as, as best as possible. I but bet. it can be complex. We kind of got the Outdoor Sportsman Group parade going on right now. Yeah. Last week we had <laughs> yeah. Mitch Petrie on, and yeah. he even referenced you. He's like, I don't know how Layden keeps it all straight. Oh, Super busy nice guy. Mitch is a good dude. And thank you, Mitch. I'll pay you $5 uh, <laughs> after this. But He's not watching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Uh, Mitch is a good guy and a part of the Outdoor Sportsman Group. You know, it's a, a pretty big portfolio of brands. I'm sure he probably explained that to the audience, so I won't go too deep there. But um, 15 different uh, flagship brands like Guns and Ammo and mm-hmm. Fisherman that, you know, were formerly traditional media publication-based yeah. deliveries. And then you have Outdoor Channel, Sportsman's Channel, uh, World Fishing Network. MOTV. MOTV, which you guys are a part of. So um, pretty neat and unique group of people that we get to work with day in and day out. A lot of talented people that are very creative and, yeah. you know, looking to, you know, advance and evolve what we do as a business um, and, you know, really supplement and work with partners like Dury Outdoors in a lot of ways, too. I so. wonder how many people total work at Outdoor Sportsman's Group. I should ask Mitch that. Do you know? Yeah, so a, I know that KSE as a whole is over 1,500 people. Yeah, um, but KSE is does much the larger. sports teams. Yeah, and, you're talking yeah. about the Rams and the Avalanche. And, yeah. yeah, so it gets much larger. Um, I'm not sure what the uh, employee count is is across all of OSG at this point in time. But yeah. it's a pretty large group. Yeah, I was going to say quite a few people. Yeah. We could use more, though. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was interesting. Like Stories I can't share. <laughs> but we, we had a chance to talk with, with Mitch, and you know we had two days of meetings with him and, and Sean Luxton. It was interesting to see kind of behind-the-curtain stuff mm-hmm. that I, even I wasn't aware of mm. in, in that hiring yeah. process. Yeah, so. yeah there's, a, there's a lot to it. And, you know, I, I, as a team at OSG, we're working to advance what we're doing every day. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of touched on that and um you know mitch and and sean that you spent some time with there from motv those guys are are right in the heat of it yeah. you know um as are a lot of our other you know sub brands and, and brands as a whole so sure interesting times fun times really 
it's it's interesting to be part of a brand like North American Whitetail that has such a legacy. I mean, I, I remember my dad getting those magazines when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think there was even like uh, some kind of deal where you got like a like a tin or yeah. something yeah. with I, I, I remember it had like deer painted on or something, but it was like we've just stayed in our family done different things over the years as many of the magazine brands did you know different Mm -hmm. types of trinkets or or you know emblems promotions you know like a lot of businesses do to to kind of bring you into the the ecosystem and but yeah it's it's a legacy brand and if you've grown up in whitetail country and you're a whitetail deer hunter you've probably heard of north american whitetail and it was kind of a an inspiration book for us you know in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways you look forward to seeing it yes (laughs) someday someday (laughs) I don't yeah. even want to be on the front. I just would like to see a deer that makes it in the middle. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, we're all in that boat. But, yeah, it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Do you guys want to welcome in our newest rack pack? And we should also say Lade's part of the rack pack. Uh, yeah. He's legit. He's probably the first guest we've had that's a part of the rack pack. <laughs> that wasn't like, now what is this again? Why are you a part of the rack pack? <laughs> that just seemed like the thing to do. That's you know? right. Yeah. You're a cool kid. Yeah, everybody's yeah. jumping on. Yep, the cool guys. Peer pressure. So, as everybody knows, Tim always throws a fake name in here to try to trip me up. He's not very nice, but I'll read him out. All right, Derek Beck, Ollie Tabooger. Really, you will? It's disgusting. Your own or someone else's? Uh, Matt Rose, Aaron Leinhart, Linhart, Dylan Hinkle. I believe the fake name is Ollie Tabooger. Am I saying that right? To you, booger. You'll eat a booger, huh? <laughs> Pretty smooth. It rolled right off the tongue there. Ah, you son of a gun. <laughs> right after we said last week uh, with Mitch's episode, we said, talked about um, oh, the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, yep. Call Mo's Bar. Yeah. <laughs> Literally went to the Simpsons Wikipedia page, <laughs> and there's a whole list of oh, great <laughs> uh, pseudonyms that Bart would call up Mo's Tavern. <laughs> was this one? Yes, it was. <laughs> Perfect. I'll eat a booger. Nice work. See, you have to listen or watch all the episodes to get this kind of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to dig deep. That's right. We got a thread going. And then over on DeerCast, Justin Shoon said regarding the Growing Deer TV show that we did, he said, thank you, Mr. Matt and Mr. Tim, on another great podcast. They used to have a movie on Netflix. Never seen Netflix spelled that way, but I know what you're talking about. Netflix about the Koi Wolf. The name of it is also Koi Wolf. I'll be damned. (laughs) They had a lot of great info on it, and I guess it's becoming pretty common up by Chicago. Thank y'all, DOD and DeerCast, for everything. Justin Shoon seems like he's either a young man or from the South to be so polite to say that we're Mr. Matt and Mr. (laughs) Tim. You feel old. You always, in the South, like all the Mossy Oak guys Mm -hmm. going down there and hanging out with them, all their kids, they're always Mr. Terry or, you know, Adam Wainwright, his girls. Like anytime we're around anybody from basically Georgia, Uh Mississippi, Alabama, it's always very polite. I like that. Yeah, it's a lot of misses. Yep, yep. Mm Pretty cool. Old school. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Justin. And uh, we still are uh, needing more five-star reviews. Like... We have need. you done that, Layden? I don't think I have. God damn it. I know. I'm sorry. Jeez. I hear it every week. You know, I that should, should be a, a requirement to be in the rack. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> we only have a couple handful of people. <laughs> Go over, rate us, and then you can get in. But task. the koi wolf, that's such an interesting... Like, is it like the koi fish? No. Mm. Or is it like all. the koi dog? Isn't there a book? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. That, that's what got us on that tear. We were talking about yeah. one of our wildlife words a few yeah. weeks ago. And birds and bees and yeah. how they get together and dogs marrying cats. That whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, koi wolf. So I did look up on Amazon Prime because we do a lot of research for each show. Mm-hmm. There is a show, there's a movie or like a documentary called Meet the Koi Wolf. I think that's what he's talking about. Is he like like a werewolf? <laughs> it's not. It's It's a documentary. <laughs> So, so put that one on the watch list. It's not like Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> you're telling me that's not real? <laughs> well, you better check. watch now, your back words. To, back to the Future is real. Yeah. yeah. That's a documentary. That's Jurassic right. Park, also a documentary. Flex Capacitor. It's but, a real deal. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. That's right. Great that, mo- that movie holds up. It really does. So, you had a pretty good deer season, right? Yeah, it was a good deer season, man. Um, kind of rough here at home in Missouri. Um, yeah, I, I watched your Broken Brow episode here a couple weeks ago, um, and it, it was. It was just, and I wasn't the only one. Um, our whole team was pretty rough for him, but yeah. 
started out strong. I got to take a couple of deer in unique places and, and um, came, came back home and I've got three little boys at home. So I've got a young nine, family. Yeah. Nine, eight and four. The eight just turned eight and nine year old in March will be 10. So um, the two oldest, of course, can hunt here in Missouri mm-hmm. um, with our, our regulations that we have. And um, during November, one during the youth season, my middle son Wilder took his first deer. Nice, cool. Yeah, took a six pointer, and then um, Stone, my oldest, took his biggest uh, yet during the rifle season. That's and cool. So, mm. so that made my year, oh, you yeah. know. And that I sound like a real deer hunter there, don't I? You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> made my year. It's so true, though. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, you guys are fathers, and you have young children, and you can understand that. And you know, it's pretty cliche for guys to say, "Man, you've experienced it when you get to watch that." You know, from the side of your children, and a lot of truth to that. So uh, we had a had a good november really enjoyed it and then rolled into the late season and still pretty much a struggle right down to the last couple of days of december mm-hmm. and took a deer here at home and in, in december that i'd been kind of chasing after the last couple awesome. of years so now, cold I, weather really helped there it <laughs> really helped yeah what what i like about one of the things and i don't know if this is a function of your job or your personality or maybe both but you employ a lot of different methods in how you hunt like i've seen you use an e-bike yep which i think is cool i i don't know if you've done much saddle hunting i haven't which surprises me because that's kind of right up my alley. Seems like it'd be, yeah, yeah you're kind of open for anything. Yep. Um, so I, I just really haven't hopped on that. I've d- used a lot of ultralight, you know, uh, hang and hunt or, mm-hmm. or sticks and hang ons. And um, that's kind of been the way I focused over the years. But sure. um, I think I'm going to, you know, give the saddle a try this year and try that's it. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. We knew it was coming. I was dying. I missed, I missed my opening a second before Crap. that. But. Soundboard is active. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to remember that. Shots fired. Uh, yeah. And I haven't tried it yet, but man, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Saddle hunting plus e-bike. There you go. That's the that's like article. Well, if you could go do that on public land, then you got the trifecta. Then you get the trifecta. Yes. Yeah. Like you check all modern, the boxes. Yeah. And you find <laughs> a shed flat on the way brim, to the... Flat brim hat. Add that <laughs> to it. Ironic mustache. Yeah. And working out with taking lots of protein. <laughs> Tim, you're like, oh, no, you're like halfway every, there. This is kind of hitting close all, to home. You are actually all the way there. You just need me I, a bike. I didn't think that the e-bike. That's right. Yes. So you're like four out of I'll five. I'll just take a regular yeah. mountain bike. Yeah. Don't forget the selfie on the back end of it. You gotta oh, have a yes. selfie. Too. Hey, yeah. I got the rogue. I can let you borrow yeah, the rogue. Yeah. So. Sweet. Riding wheelies. Call, start calling me Papa Wheelie. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Papa Dot. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Mm. It's a movie. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Papa Dot. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hold on. You're killing me, Smalls. Okay. So, uh, so do you know what you're like? Do you have plans already for next season? Do you have to think that far out in advance? Yeah, I have to, man. Just because of the complexity of, of the brains I work with, I'm trying to be a little more mature in my efforts as I get older. I'm <laughs> trying. I said trying. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah, overrated. Well, I know how um, that goes. Yeah. I'd, not so well so far, but um, trying to plan out a little bit better, and you know, it just makes things easier um, yeah. because we get pretty busy in the fall, in all regards. But um, yeah, so starting to look at that right now, actually, as mm-hmm. we speak, um, looking at some some neat areas. Like you said, I kind of like the the adventured um, kind of path if I'm leaving the home state. So sure. when you go on those hunts, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Are you? How much does success rate factor in? Like, because you, you're you're creating stories and you're mm-hmm. you know it's more than just the kill in a lot of ways for sure it, it is a lot about the experience but ultimately it'd be nice to kill something everywhere yeah. you went when you start spending that kind of dollars and if, when you work for the kind of company you work for there's you know you gotta they gotta sign off on it i mean there's yep. a certain expenditures you know there's there's limits there is yeah. so so what is the pressure to kill on a trip well it's there there's no doubt about it and that's something you know i've been in it about three years now and so it, it definitely factors into um, not only your planning process but your mental state during the season yeah. as well in some mm-hmm. regards um because like you guys you know we have sponsor obligations and all that fun stuff that kind of come along with our business model um but it, it oh, wait, factors this is a business <laughs> yeah, wait, it is well, in well well the truth finally comes out <laughs> but you don't say that he's doing this for money <laughs> oh in some regards yeah, of course but not uh, much yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, you have to be successful in some regards, but I don't really, you know, it's been kind of nice. Um, we're evolving as a brand and in, in some of the things that we do and, you know, we pay attention. We're trying to satisfy an audience day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And our audience likes to see that, you know, you struggle as well. And it's reality. I mean, how and many that's times? Why, that's <laughs> why we have an audience. <laughs> Literally. Small, but we got one. Yeah. So it's, it's been an evolution kind of in how we deliver. And, um, you know, we ran our first misses episode a couple years ago and it went over really well. And, 
Yeah. Um, you had a little piece of humble pie there for everybody. It's tough. I, my buddies all of a sudden came out of the woodwork when we ran that one. They, <laughs> really? they hadn't seen TV until that one. Then oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. they started watching the Outdoor Channel. Nobody so, watches TV anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I signed up for a subscription here for yeah, the year. Yeah. Fail. Ding, ding, ding. Here comes the text. Um, but no, it's... it's uh, my personal interest, you know, at times you have to manage them, but mm-hmm. it's part of it. And um, you want to be successful. And we always try to put ourselves in, in places where uh, you have the opportunity to be. But telling the story, like you said, Matt, is a big part of it. And yeah. so you're not always going to succeed. And that's just hunting. How know? many trips will you take in a fall? Probably um, the last couple of years, five to six. That's quite, that's a, yeah. quite that's a, a lot. Bit. Especially yeah, with a young bit. family. It is. Yeah, my, my wife, wife handle she that? is a saint, <laughs> yeah, you know, and <laughs> I've had some conversations like you've had with yours, I'm ah. sure, um, at times. And, uh, pleasant. Yeah, real pleasant. <laughs> That's not where he was gone, I think. <laughs> no, Jordan is great, and she's supported. And she um, she understands what it means to me as a person, but then also understands kind of uh, what our business does. And sure. so um, she's great, and uh, she works full-time, which makes her even more of a saint. Um, yeah, that's tough. It is, man, just to manage that dynamic at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, But, yeah, she's been great about it, and uh, as she is still allowing for me to do it. I'll say that out loud, and I'm not afraid to. But, yeah, it works well for us as a family so far. Now you have an Good. implied oral agreement that she has to continue being okay with it because you said it on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is she going to watch this? I, I hope so. She does wished she me luck it? this morning. Does so. she watch anything you do? Like uh, TV oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Really? Yeah, Damn. she does. <laughs> Never heard well, of that. Yeah. wrong. <laughs> Our wives have no cares. Maybe about not out of Terry's, ours, no most this. of the team members, yeah. Yeah. Scott's, like everybody I know, like their <laughs> significant care. other could give two cops yeah. less. I, I would don't think that she has it planned out with her week. It's usually, hey, uh, you know, Stone, my oldest, saying, hey, mom, look at what dad did and how he messed up, you know, something like that. And then she sits down for five or ten minutes, kind of like a train wreck. Then you've got to so you know, watch look that. At it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I can, I can uh, sympathize with that part. Yeah. Like, oh, you did this? Let's see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of the hands. <laughs> <laughs> they, one time I had the kid, we were, it was in the summertime and we were heading up to like those arcs from mm-hmm. here. And so Miranda brought the kids by, we we're going to, you know, jump in one vehicle yep. and they watch, I had to do some critical mass interviews and they were actually laughing out loud they, yeah. because my delivery and how I talk on camera, you know, for the TV side, especially it's much more animated yep. and they just could <laughs> not stop laughing. I think Cam got startled. Yeah. 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 You're right. <laughs> like, why is he yelling at right now? Why is he yeah. yelling? He's smiling, but he's yelling. What's happening? I often get in trouble for talking with my hands. That's, yeah. that's the one I'll You're get. supposed to, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. The, that's kind of the animated side of it. You know, yeah. it just kind of helps you get comfortable and get through it. You just go like this and deliver. (laughs) What do I do with it? I thought I had that sound bite. What do I do with my hands? We could just say it. Go ahead. What am I supposed to do with my hands? There Is that the quote? The car ran well. Doesn't quite, <laughs> doesn't quite live up to the soundboard version. I'm perfect at movie quotes. You're not a doucher. Thank you. <laughs> I was rewatching Step Brothers last oh, night. Classic. I and I had to cut it. I had something going on, but I got to the part where they're seeing Sweet Child of Mine in the car. Oh, <laughs> they almost got an accident. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to bring up the mushy buck that you shot because we talked about mm-hmm. it on the show sometime. I don't know. It was maybe last fall. We talked about it mm-hmm. on this show, on this show. <laughs> maybe you were absent. We that do day. one a week. <laughs> yeah, it's Who a knows? lot to keep up with. Maybe. Cause I do recall like, I had shot one in like 10, 15 years ago. And I remember talking about that. It might've been the same I think episode. That was the context. The gargoyle buck or whatever. We went up and it was yeah. like, you put your fingers on. I was like, Ugh, what's wrong with this thing? Yeah. So, so refresh my memory a little bit about like, it, it was like a pygmy yeah. deer. Yeah. Um, so I'd actually, we were in Oklahoma hunting together uh, down at Canadian River Hilton there with Justin Akins and his family. There. With Tim? Yeah. Him uh, and I both together. Poor guy. Little mossy oak event. It, it, was, it was fun. Fun for me at yeah. least. I don't know. Yeah. Shot a You're beautiful. Welcome, Tim. He shot a beautiful deer. <laughs> I know. I yeah. see it every, yeah. day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Look at what I could have shot. The, is that the reason for the distasteful face every time you walk in? That <laughs> 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 <the> smell. <laughs> Goes with the territory. That's yeah, part of it. But uh, we were down there in Oklahoma, and, and I was hunting with Justin himself. Opening morning went out, and, you know, he kind of laid out the parameters for what we were looking for there sure. in Oklahoma. And, you know, it's always a transition when you go somewhere else because there might be differences in, in body size or, sure. you know, mm-hmm. what what is a good representation of that local herd. And um, he had said, you know, if eight-pointer comes in, we're looking for a good, mature, four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half-year-old uh, eight-pointer that is not going to be much more, and that's on the list, you know. And so um, we were there 30 minutes 
bucks cruising all over the place looking for does, um, hunting those oak, oak brush flats. And um, all of a sudden this buck comes in, um, just busting af after does and chasing them around all over in front of us. And Justin says, that's our deer. It was a good looking deer. Oh, it's a great deer. Had all the characteristics of a mature deer um, that you're looking for. And um, we shot the deer. I shot the deer and uh, he went about 40 yards, fell over, walked over to him. And I saw Justin kind of walk up to the deer and turn around and look at me like he was real puzzled. And uh, he's like, Man, and we got up to the deer, and the deer was much smaller than um, what you would expect from a, an overall body size standpoint. So, come to find out, yeah, I did some research with Dr. James Kroll, our on-staff biologist, and he said, yeah, just like human population, every once in a while you'll come across, um, you know, a, a sample within the population that doesn't live up to what it's supposed to be. It's a realistic thing. And so I was supposed to follow up with you after that podcast. I think you and I talked about it a little bit and Doc had sent me some information and, and I didn't consume all of it, kind of get busy sometimes, but um, he just justified that, yeah, you see it, especially with him, a guy that travels all over the country managing deer yeah. herds and consulting. He said, you see it more often than what you think. Like, what are we talking? So, like how much smaller? Um, it, it was it, it fit in the ball <laughs> yeah. of his hand. Yeah, the scope made him tiny. look big. Yeah, I would he say he's actually ten yards away, three feet in front <laughs> of the blind. <laughs> if I had to estimate, probably we didn't put him on the scale, but probably 20 percent smaller than um, what, what you're looking what at. What kind of body weights in Oklahoma that that herd? I mean, we're talking one hundred seventy-five. Yeah, my buck was. I, I I felt my buck was probably close to that two hundred. I mean, it was a big body yeah. old deer. Yeah, and then to see like it was so weird because. Like just looking at the deer, it looked great. Mm -hmm. It looked like a matured buck, but like everything was just relatively small. Smaller, yeah, yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I mean, it was a good lesson, you know. Um, to, and what? To, uh, to being aware of the fact that it exists in the population. You know? <laughs> yes. Because it's pretty easy for us to, as deer, and you hear this quite often. You know, guys. Oh well, it wasn't the deer I thought I was shooting. Um, but it was definitely the deer that we thought we were shooting, and you just wouldn't have expected that. So did, doc, did Dr. Kroll say anything about like like the tissue? factor of it no he didn't he said that was a little uh, odd to him um, because basically we got inside the hide and everything you know that white fat that you yeah. usually see was a yellowish yeah. tint yep. that's and how this deer was just crazy um and didn't really know what to expect out was, of that was it any of it kind of pussy or not not really to speak of it had a couple battle wounds like yeah. any deer does in november yeah. um and there was some pus around those areas but he was very aggressive acted like a mature deer hmm. uh, you know in a lot of regards um but yeah just like this real awkward yellow tint to um, his under layer there um, between the fat and the, the skin so mm. the hide so it was very interesting yeah such a weird such a weird deal but I mean yeah you, you think about like just the sheer number of deer that are out oh, there yeah. mm -hmm. and the, the medical conditions like someone posted on DeerCast and this is this is not medical necessarily but he found a, uh, a deadhead that had an arrow shaft through its one eye socket mm -hmm. and the broadhead was lodged in the back Jeez. of the other eye yeah. socket and who knows how long that deer lived but like deer get hurt deer have medical oh, yeah. you know genetic deformities and Somebody stuff taking and that quality quartering too <laughs> oh, it was it, it was it was a good deer yeah, this guy was quartering just quartering away i guess based on how you explain it if it came through the eye and said, out yeah when when i when when i looked at the picture it looked like the deer was looking back at the guy uh, and gotcha. it just kind of but but it didn't. It, it looked like the broadhead did not puncture the brain cavity. Which so, is crazy. Yep. Which probably meant the deer lived for a significant amount of time mm -hmm. after. Brutal ending. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, but but that, think that's, about it when you get a locust. <laughs> Sorry, I felt thorn yeah. stuck. In oh here. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I'm dead. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> I sometimes think about that though when I'm field dressing a deer, like. You know, reaching my hand up in there to pull out the lungs, yeah. like, like what if there's what is something, yeah, uh, an old broadhead in this deer, mm -hmm. and you grab it or something, and it's never happened, but it could, good. Mm -hmm. Heard plenty of stories of guys, you know, especially doing what we do now, that you know they're finding broadhead lodged in the liver in some cases, which you wouldn't think a deer no. would survive that. Yeah. And I've, I've heard that recently. I've heard, you know. Um, broke off broadheads and arrows and the top, the upper half of the body cavity and, and along the spine and all kinds of leg wounds. I mean, you'd just be surprised. They're, they're very tough animals and yeah. you know, what will kill one might not kill another, um, is the other thing. So it's pretty, pretty interesting mm -hmm. to see how much of a survivalist they are at times. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And just the list of injuries. Well, you think can... about this time of year, like the snow that we just had come through a couple of weeks ago, you know, and it amounts that there were, it's mm -hmm. like, it, 
my trail cameras were just crazy active during that mm. period of them getting up once the snow passed through them getting right. up and going to the ag fields and trying to find anything that's left yep. you know to, yep. to to source for food and yeah they're still out there while we're <laughs> yeah. cozy at home watching our netflix <laughs> cks flick 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 uh okay so uh what about turkeys like yeah. Much of a turkey hunter? Yeah, man, I love to turkey hunt. Um, really like to turkey hunt with a bow. Um, that's mm. kind of a passion of mine. And I, I kind of cut my teeth on that in college uh, when I was going to school mm-hmm. to take uh, spring break and go west into Nebraska. A lot of times lined up with their early archery season or sure. Kansas and um, have a lot of fun with it. I'm kind of a bow hunter at heart and, and uh, really enjoy it. But again, my sons have got into turkey hunting the last couple of years. And so we've got a few of those Spend on the ground. Time. Oh man, yeah. it's been great. Yeah. So That's at home cool. it's spent with them. Do you get made fun of as much as I do about killing turkeys with a bow? Oh yeah. All the it time. seems incessant. I just made fun all of time. Scott about it. <laughs> Literally about <laughs> half hour ago. <laughs> like, I'm looking to kill one of the crossbows. You're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> it's more fun to shoot them like that. That's right. In the face with a shotgun. Of course. Yeah. A lot more efficient. That's yeah. usually the comment that comes out. Shoot them in the face with a shotgun. Uh, guys really enjoy that. But yeah, it's fun with the poking with a stick. Like, do you, like, where do you aim on, on a bird? Do you wait for a particular posture? Or yeah. What, um, you know, broadside, uh, just below the wing bone joint mm-hmm. and try to put it right through there. That sen- tends to get it done, but like, like deer, they sometimes can be mysterious animals. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the bird I killed this past year, I think my son got to my bow while it was like sitting. Cause I, I have a deck off the back bow, of my house and I'll bow. shoot. He did. I got double bowed <laughs> and cause I shot the bird. It was like at five steps yeah. and the arrow hit really high and it still died and everything. But I was like, it was not where I was aiming, but I looked at my sight wheel and it was turned up to 35 yards. Whoops. Blame it on the foil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does like to change dials. Yeah. Sophie did that to my scope. Perfect. On on my my seventeen, my squirrel gun, I kept missing these groundhogs, and uh, it can't be and I was me. like, "What's wrong here?" And I saw she had the turret cranked all the way up to like three hundred yards or something. <laughs> click click is entertaining. <sighs> yeah. So so back to North American whitetail and mm-hmm. the kind of the stay in the magazine world. <clears throat> you know, you talked about before the podcast uh, digital and what mm-hmm. you guys are doing on that aspect. And if you had a subscription to, you know, the actual print version, you, right. you already have a subscription to the digital version. So mm-hmm. is that something that you guys are putting a focus on this year? No. So uh, the, the digital uh, form of the magazine itself, we've kind of had that around for a while and we've just not probably done a good enough job of communicating to folks that it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but our consumption right there is about 5% on average across the portfolios versus, you know, the, the actual print edition okay. as far as what people are, are requesting. Um, uh, like I said, it's part of the subscription, but where we've really started to focus our efforts is, is building up our web presence um, and supporting it socially as well, just to make sure that people are aware of what we're doing digitally. Um, so that's probably the first time we've done that. The, the magazine's healthy. We've managed to maintain our subscribership and um, I think, you know, I don't have to tell anybody this. People spend the majority of their time on their iPhones now mm-hmm. um, or their iPads or, or whatever Some device they have. Some people have Android devices, well, I've heard. Those folks. So you get that. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that our content's where people are going to consume it. So we've had to evolve what we have, have done formally mm-hmm. as a brand and really kind of trying to bring ourselves into, um, you know, modern day or present times. And it's gone really well for us. We focused on that over the last year, to your point, and, and um, our digital group from a, a web presence aspect and a social aspect has has grown a lot mm-hmm. exponentially. So, you know, you guys, I mean, from the outside looking in, it seems like you're actively trying to get younger within the organization, mm-hmm. maybe by default, some people retiring and, yep. you know, just kind of, you know, going on the next step of their life retirement, having fun doing something else. Yep. But <clears throat> with that, I think it gives the opportunity to modernize the actual subscription, you know, the magazine, what the content is, what the look is, the type of topics you guys are hitting. I mean, there was some stuff that maybe, and I'm not saying about North American whitetail specifically, but that might've been taboo to, to, to cover, you know, 10 years ago that like, yeah, this is the way everybody's doing it now, or this is a popular way to hunt and Mm -hmm. we're not focusing on it. Right. So is that something that internally is a, actively talked about or yeah it is and you know for us our kind of our transition gordon whittington was our editor-in-chief for 36 and a half years Mm. um so a lot of people when they thought about north american whitetail they thought about gordon whittington because it you know in a lot of regards there were a lot of great people involved in the growth of this brand over over 36 and a half years prior to gordon's departure but he was the guy that was here the whole time you know and ran that ship and so 
he uh, he actually retired in January of last year. We um, brought his understudy up into the editor in chief um, position, which is a, a relatively young guy. Um, who, and who is that? Haynes Shelton. Okay, he's our editor in chief. He worked there under Gordon as the associate editor for about five years. Okay, um, so he was trained well. Yeah, um, you know Gordon's a great mentor, and and we've maintained uh, Gordon as an emeritus or in the emeritus um, uh, capacity. And so it's been really nice because naturally we're having to make some some transit transition with Gordon moving on and mm-hmm. you know even Stan and Greg uh, Greg Miller kind of stepping back from TV a little yeah. bit and allowing for us to kind of do a little bit more from um, the next generation aspect and that really is how we're looking at it from a branded aspect and go-to-market approaches it's just the next generation of North American whitetail and uh, we've got a new young crew that's very excited and feels very honored to be in that position and respect the opportunity and um, I think it's going to be unique because people have been, and we've already seen this, and you guys might see a little bit of it as well, as active as the two of you are in, in your delivery, um, where people looked at uh, a Gordon or a Greg or a Doc as uh, an authority oh, uh, yeah. because of their level of experience and their longevity. And, um, you know, you have a new cast of guys, the oldest one's 37 years old, and all of a sudden they go, well, what am I going to learn? From-? I've actually heard that in a deer camp. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to learn? What are you going to teach me about deer hunting that I don't Boy. already know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I've never had this experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's kind of neat. And as I've watched you guys grow, you know, the podcast and watch what you're doing with deer season. And, um, you know, I, I see a lot of similarities because yeah. really mm-hmm. for us now, it's, it's about us sharing our experience of learning and being educated and then also kind of validating ourselves and, and in a way kind of earning our, our stripes with the, the older demographic and our delivery yeah. our audience. And yeah. so it's, it's pretty neat, but we need to evolve a little bit. And, you know, Gordon has been right there by our side the whole time and, and, uh, has said, you know, it's what the brand needs, which is nice to as survive. Well. You got yeah, to, you have you to can't so. just put everything on the back of the oldest people on, right. on board. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're not going to do it forever. That's right. Something else I know that's popular with kids are word jumbles. Yeah. So you may consider having a monthly word jumble. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would impress you how, um, uh, popular that the hall of fame section is still yeah. with the kids. Mm. Yeah. So we've got that that section in the back that um, our audience sends in photos and we share the photos of their sure. deer and it's it'll amaze you how many we still get oh, um, I, yeah. I, I'm not surprised about that even with DeerCast the fan share yep. side I mean we get a lot of submissions yeah. and, and it's cool I enjoy that as much as anything when we publish you know when Tim publishes that stuff into the main feed yeah. it's refreshing it's a nice you know it's a nice kind of break from seeing you know this the stuff that we do or how we do it and the sponsors and how we promote yeah. it it's like yeah, it's interesting to see what people are wearing what they're right. using what they're shooting with how they killed it their little you know the stories that go along with it there's a lot of cool stories out oh, there to man. be had yeah yeah it's pretty neat and uh, you touched on a real another real unique point and that's one that we have uh, the advantage of seeing with how we deliver our publication because you know within the pages of the magazine it's very unbiased we're you know we're not partial to anybody there there's no um, sponsorship relationships there are advertising partners of course but mm-hmm. um, we don't control what the next state record in Missouri the, the yeah. hunter was wearing you know <clears throat> sure it's been real interesting for us to see kind of the transition in products and, yeah. and gear and everything that comes across. And that was kind of something that we, I mean, early on we, we talked about because obviously with the jury outdoor side, DeerCast, as much as it is intertwined, we tried mm-hmm. to make it its, its own entity for right. that reason because it's like, all right, we could try to stick to just mossy oak things or just, you know, reconnex mm-hmm. things. or But mm-hmm. man, there's just a, you know, then we're shutting out so many people. I, like I want real tree people, Mossyoka, yeah. Nusika, yeah. whoever. Yeah. I want them to be able to put in their right. their hero photos and share their stories. And and I think you know Tim and and the team here have done a good job of you know it's and we've never once had any one partner say any negative thing right. about that. I think yeah, they understand yeah. it too. It's like, no, this is bigger than just the partnerships that the app is, right. you know, we're the, trying to be a much larger entity with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The philosophy. And, and I think you guys are kind of in the same vein here. Like the commitment is to deer hunting and the right. deer hunter. Mm-hmm. Like right. let's make them better. Let's make the community better. Let's make, you know, the conservation aspect. <clears throat> and then brands just like, they're just part of the, right. the, the puzzle pieces yep. within that. Yeah. I like the community aspect of it. And that's one thing we focus on or try to focus on a lot. And, and, you know, I, I see examples of that all the time, but you know, we're very competitive in nature as a segment and as a community. And so it's really easy for us to kind of draw lines and say, well, I shoot this bow or where that came or whatever it might be. But in the end, man, it's, it's about that next generation and it's about the, the sport. It's about, um, our, our pastime and culture and tradition and all these great things that we've got to maintain. So 
How much is a subscription these days? So it, it varies. $500. Yeah, <laughs> for you, $500. Um, now, so we run promos, you know, at sure. times it'll get down to, you know, for an entry level promo is as less as seven ninety nine. Um, for 12 issues? Yeah, which is, you know, yeah, so it's it's about bringing you in and introducing you to the product. As you know, it's a sales uh, tactic and, yeah. um, and it grows, you know, for renewals all the way up to twenty nine ninety nine yeah. or a little more, but, um, and it depends on the book too. Gundog is twice that. Yeah. Um, but a whole different model. Specialty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So kind of for, forming that niche type delivery uh, where this is more, a little more general whitetail hunting. So, so Layden, you're, you're plugged into digital media and <clears throat> what's happening there. Maybe you can explain the phenomenon of people laying down next to their deer and taking pictures. I don't get Good it. luck. Yeah. Or them putting d- ducks in their mouths. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, duck, duck bills taste good. <laughs> no, I, I don't get any of it, honestly. I just saw but, another one of those photos the other day. I did, I, you know, some people might, we've gotten crap back in the day of how we do hero photos. Not not yeah. the long arm aspect that yeah. everybody likes to <laughs> say we invented, but we did not. Uh, I just perfected No, it. like uh, I know some people would have a problem if you laid a, a gun, you know, on the body of the, the deer mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe your pack or like they're, they're, it's interesting how people can, you know, what it means to them and how you should respect the animal. I mean, right. Obviously we feel like you should respect the animal, course, but what, what level that means to each in, in, individual. Yeah. But the, this new phenomenon, it's like now I'm that person complaining about <laughs> these young kids. I, I would just like these. to understand it. Like, is it, is it the relativity of size? Is I that think some of that is. Yeah. yeah. What you will never understand is when they take their shirt off. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Like, I don't think you, I've you, seen any of those. follow some of the meme pages because they'll oh, yeah. hammer those people. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I mean, I don't know what to think about it, but you know, to each their own. And and I guess um, if you do have a problem with it, lead by example and just kind of embrace people for who they are and what they are. And if you have an opportunity to maybe change mind a little bit, respectfully. I th- I think yeah. when it's a younger person, I get it a little more because it's immaturity. Mm-hmm. When it's an older person, I think that dude's a Hoosier. <laughs> That's how I feel about it personally. Like yes. this guy is not my kind of guy. The, the morning I killed the safe buck, Jeremy Kerber came out to help me do some pictures and stuff. And when he walked up on me, I was like laying on my back, just like soaking in the, it was a beautiful morning. The deer is right next to me. And I just mm-hmm. like laid down to take it all in for a moment. And he snapped a picture. I'm like, don't on it. Don't need it. <laughs> it was like a freaking <laughs> side by side picture mm-hmm. different scenario I, mean, I, g- I get that you want to, if you want to like a deer is humongous body right. wise you want to show the sheer size of it i i, I guess we i should have done that with that. your mushy butt. we should have yeah you know that used like to be a done giant. on a gim- on a gimbal you yeah, know you guys would hang it up or oh, yeah, you know, yeah. tie their antlers up and you'd see pictures we've got a bunch of historical photos you know that the have come through pole. the magazine yeah the mm-hmm. skin and pole yeah yeah so i, I guess there's just yes. a different way of displaying it now yeah hopefully not long lived right <laughs> we'll see and back when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, do we sound old right yes, now? Yes, we do. <laughs> and Shifting into thing. that, that uh, generation. How about we? compound bows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you do have to wonder, like, I mean, the aging process is interesting in, in and of itself to me. Just what happens to, like, the way you think mm-hmm. and, like, oh, I've seen this before and I just don't have the time of day for it. The liberty of having but, perspective in life is a lo- is everything. Yeah. And it's just something you can't, you have to earn it by living through mm-hmm. it. And no one yeah. can tell you. Like when no, you're young, no, they try. Yeah, they, they will try. People try to tell me. And I was like, you know what you're talking about. And, look, and I look back and I cringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just the way of life. that in college. <laughs> yes. yes. For me, personally. Yeah, no. I, I'm For right, a lot of us. right there with you. Yep. Should we help our buddy Cole with the question of the day? We should. All right. The question of the day is probably brought to you by Scentlock, proven deadly and powered by science, granting you access to the entire spectrum of scent management technologies. Boy, that was a mouthful, Tim. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I liked it. It's detailed. No, it's, it's very thought out. So that's yeah. what I like about I'm it. I'm a deliberator. I deliberate mm-hmm. over words. I, Sometimes to my detriment. I tell you what, I was using the that late season Scentlock stuff they sent. Uh-huh. I was using it during the snow, basically yeah. shoveling driveways. That, and, yeah, I saw you in that and, and sledding with the kids. And I tell you what, I was getting hot. <laughs> like it is amazing how warm you stay in that thing. toasty. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the Scott. What's the Scott? Yeah, Divergent. The Divergent. Uh, yeah. Divergent yeah. suit. It's 
it is very warm. Like anybody up north, if you need something warm, that's the one. It was interesting when I saw that picture of you. I wondered, like, how much? Just in general, how much of how much of your hunting clothes do you wear in non-hunting scenarios? That was it. <laughs> I, I'm not. That's just not me. I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys. You see, anytime I see coon dog out, he's wearing you know he's wearing a jacket or whatever. Flying I think flag. bottomland. A lot of guys wear that. You know, oh, yeah. out socially. You know, <laughs> sure. So it's weird because what's the difference? You know, a camo pattern's a camo pattern, but like that bottomland, I wouldn't mind wearing out as much. It's timeless. It, it, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know a ton of people, you know, obviously it's every day where it's, it's a divider of like some people are like they'll wear their camo regardless. The other day I was taking the kids to school and I passed a, a couple of utility workers that were getting out and getting ready to work and they had cam, you know, they both had moss yoke on. And I thought this is, you know, I think of my dad's construction company when I was working with him, you know, when I was younger, it, mm-hmm. that is what you wore a lot Your of warmest the warmest gear. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. And then the people who wear camo and don't hunt. They just like their 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 country Walmart statement. people. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> when I walk in and I see like a female wearing, you know, like a you know the buck mark and it's pink and you uh-huh. know, it's yep. a real tree or whatever, yep. it's like I bet you never hunted. Anyway. <laughs> just like just supporting the lifestyle, yeah. I guess. Right. That's what Cole's doing. Are you guys any? I mean, do you have the same experience as I do? Where like last week, snow came in. Second snow came in, and um, the kids were home. They'd canceled school, and and I heard my wife holler down to the office, "Hey, we're gonna go outside and go sled." And I thought, "Oh, I'll finish up what I'm doing. I'll run up. Have yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be here for another four hours." Um, but I, I ran up, and you're talking about your gear getting used and worn in those situations, and the whole family is outside in like my late season hunting gear. And I was like, no. yeah. <laughs> "Luckily, yeah. hunting season's over. Yeah, it's not in the closet." And then they're next to the the uh, bonfire. <laughs> yeah. downwind melt marks right yeah. across the that's, knees. That's the what boots. I think of. Like I'm a freak about just putting it all away. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't want other scents on it. Yep. Even though I can wash it and I can crush it and everything, but I just I don't want it used. Well, yeah. What I find funny is like the way my wife will dress the kids. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're not going to stay warm doing it this way. It's like, yeah. all right, we got to layer this hair, and then we got to go with the sweatpants. Yeah. Then let's do a second sock, and then it's going to be a looser. You know, and like, and she's just shaking her head like, you're ridiculous. It's like, no, this will work. You know, there's Trust no snow me. getting into those toes. There's no snow getting in between the wrists. This way. Bunch of Randy's yeah. from the Christmas story. They can't put their arms down. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but they're bundled. <laughs> it takes an hour to get them unbundled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they get yeah. hot and sweaty before they go out there. <laughs> yeah. They run at a different level than we do. Yeah, they run. Like, <laughs> just their metabolism is I shouldn't speak cramped. for you. <laughs> Me run. I do not. Walk fastly? Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. The question of the day. Oh. <laughs> Hey guys, my name is Cole from Central Missouri. Totally lost my chance. Huh? I was wondering what is the best way to find a rafter of turkeys for spring turkey season? What's with me? And when you do find them, if there's no toms with them, should you give up on that rafter and look elsewhere? Or is the chances of there being a tom around pretty high and I'm just having trouble finding them? Thanks for the help. It's You're welcome, interesting Cole. because I was going to say, I've never heard of that term rafter used like that. You should make it a wildlife word of the day. I looked down a little further and it is the wildlife word of the day. I'm going to have to, can we go to that one first? <laughs> what the heck do you mean when you say rafter? I mean, I think I got it, but. <laughs> we could, we could jump down and then come back to this. Let's why, do why it. Why don't we do this? Call right. an audible. It helps our audience, Tim. Uh, yeah, just the for the audience. sake of the audience. I All appreciate right. your caring concern yes. for them. The Wildlife Word is brought to you by Hunter Specialties, exclusive providers of the DOD Signature Series of Turkey Calls. Why are groups of turkeys sometimes referred to as rafters? Is it A, uh, the fact that domestic turkeys roost together in barn rafters? Hmm. B, an old English word meaning stitched together? C, uh, the North American wild turkeys originally migrated from Minnesota, the headwaters of the Mississippi River, on small, rudimentary boats they constructed of molted feathers <laughs> and feces, really eventually <laughs> floating their way throughout the continental U.S. I don't know if the payoff is worth it. <laughs> or D, A and B. Well, kind of just gave it to you. C, obviously. <laughs> Here they come on their poop boats. <laughs> 
We let the guests go first here. Thanks. I, I feel like none yeah. of these. <laughs> Maybe B. B is going to be my, my go-to. An old on this English one. word meaning stitched together. Yeah. It's an old wooden ship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I would have. None of these are answers. Here's what I thought it meant. Okay. This will be interesting. Which is why I went down to this to try to get an answer. <laughs> but here's, here's what here I thought go. it was going to be. Like rafters, you think you said mm-hmm. in the, like the barn example, you know, up sure. high. I thought, okay, the turkeys are lined up on a limb, and that's mm-hmm. the, like they're they're, mm-hmm. they're called rafters together, a bunch of birds on a limb. That's yeah. what I would have said. Yeah, that's kind of in line with um, with a. There is uh, there's conflicting information, but it it sounds like both A and B are. Stitched the together, origin. Stitched together because they're so t- they're so close on the limb. Because what? when they flock up, when they're moving around, they almost look like one organism. Okay. Moving around the woods. Covered up. So when you put your binoculars up on them on the on the limb, and you're like, is it one? That's two. It's a rafter. It's three. It's a freaking it's a rafter, rafter of them. Of them. <laughs> you got a whole rafter. And then of your hunting partner will say, Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Definitely keeping that one for my uh, my hunting trips this spring. I'm gonna make sure I use that. You might want to research it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I see this in North America, <laughs> there'll be a whole article. It's all a rafter of whitetails. <laughs> on on turkeys floated down the Mississippi on homemade <laughs> boats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doesn't seem to fit the format. Where does lady? your turkey content go? Um, a lot of times, uh, game and fish, uh, you know, we'll kind of split, but I mean, yeah, we have a pretty high density of, of our audience that hunts turkeys in the spring too. So we've actually sure. run a couple of inserts over the years, um, I in see. the book. So it just kind of depends. That's one, sure. one big advantage to having a portfolio of brands that we can kind of sister up with on yeah. content. Yeah. All right, cool. So now we jump back to the question of the day. We're all over today. Mm-hmm. If you find a rafter of turkeys but no tom in the mix, should you stick with them or move on? It sounds like he's talking about, like, you just see a, a whole flock of hens. Should you see stay and hunt them? And what should you do there? Um, I'm going to guess he's saying preseason. It's kind of sounded or, or talking about preseason. Um, and me, I'm probably, he said, how do you find them? I think, first of all, didn't he ask how you find them? And then second of all, it, what do you do once you do find them and there's not to, a tom? To me, and I could be completely wrong, uh, but it sounded like he was talking about in a hunting scenario, if you're hunting gotcha. and, you, and, and, and you've scouted out a big flock of hens, mm-hmm. like, is it worth sticking with them and maybe trying to call it a tom? Probably it depends it, well, a what time of year. Yeah. Probably depends what time of year a little bit. Mm-hmm. If, you know, a, a Jake decoy at a certain time will be more advantageous for you right. for, for them to run in and mm-hmm. kind of and assert their dominance versus if they're heavy on the mating side and going in after you know a flock of you would think a flock of hens mm-hmm. at that point yeah maybe stick with them if they're in front of you but you good luck calling if you have a flock of hens good luck calling a, a tom past those hens it's That's almost exactly impossible right. unless you're yeah. mark or mm-hmm. yeah these great callers that you know plenty of people that can i cannot yeah yeah nor can i and that's a situation where you almost like just need to get in the way of where they're going. Right. And hope yeah. they drag a Tom past you. Yeah. And hope to have a pretty good idea of what Toms are in the area. You know, if you're hearing Toms around that area, you're not seeing them with the hens, you know, there's at least a potential of that happening. Then, mm-hmm. you know, you could go on ahead and plan that hunt strategy. But yeah. if you're not hearing any Toms, maybe time to move on. Try to find a new level of permission on a new piece of property or a new hunting spot. Man, Agreed. trail cameras, I got a cell cam pick two three days ago four times on the new farm oh, and of course the the lease the the new lease we picked up last year it was all kinds of turkeys on that thing <laughs> i mean a ton Damn. of turkeys yeah yeah so it's good to hear yeah i wouldn't really you don't really care about it until now it's like okay and i'm gonna have to <laughs> yeah. pattern these turkeys <laughs> now i care <laughs> yes it's Tension funny how starts that, to turn how, yeah how, how that changes like immediately yep. like yeah. i couldn't give a rip about turkeys in december no but now mm. it's like starting mm-hmm. to get interested it's just around the Corner. And then once turkey season yeah. hits and you see a deer, like get the hell out of here! Yeah, right. <laughs> You're gonna blow my set. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I always find it odd that during turkey season, unless I'm at dad's place, which is kind of ridiculous that I'm on a deer that live, you know, live mm-hmm. there, sure. res- residents, so to speak. But in general, like you're trampling around the woods, and it's like, where the hell are all the deer at? I know there's at least 20 deer in this area that I see all the time, but you yeah. never see them in turkey season hardly. Wow. It, it's crazy to me, just in general, how such a large animal 
can I, exist, <laughs> like mm-hmm. even in suburbia, like such a big animal, like a, almost a 200 pound animal in some cases. And some people just never even see them. Like yeah. right over the top of them. I always find it funny too. It seems like I'll either have the situation you just described, Matt, or I'll have a, a bachelor group that's back hanging out on the farm. It's like, man, that was the buck that I was after all of December oh, yeah. and January. Mm-hmm. And now he's back, you know, where did he go? I'm seeing a lot of that on cameras <laughs> yeah. too, especially over like our biologic radishes. It, you know, they kind of, like I'd say November, December, that it's just not as appealing to them. Mm-hmm. And then January, February, like when these cold temperatures, it's nuts. The mm-hmm. type of pictures we get, I mean, the field is loaded yeah, right. with Hits, deer and bucks carbs. and bachelor groups and they're mm-hmm. sparring. And it's really interesting to see that dynamic. And, and of course it's always too late. Too late. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I think Scott showed me a picture yesterday of a buck walking around with another deer's shed antler wrapped up in his antlers. Really? It's like, (laughs) I mean, I can see that. They're still sparring this time of year, and they're also losing, so. Was that, that was a wildlife word not too long ago, right? Like, what happens when they spar, and then at this time of year, and then Mm -hmm. I guess they. Yeah. Yeah, the loser could, like. Loses their antlers. antlers could (laughs) pop off just because his hormone levels dropped. I don't know what the word was, but I know it's a thing. It was, it it was less of a word and more of, like, a causality. I see. What happens when? So. I mean, it makes them worth tuning in every week. You just never know what it's going to be. Is it going to be a word? Is it going to be a phrase? They're always going to be a sentence. Yeah, I'm learning all the time. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I just learned what a rafter is today. Uh, True. (laughs) Problem with me is I forget it. (laughs) Learn it, forget it. It just makes it. (laughs) Learn and purge. Every show is brand new. It really is. (laughs) I sit down. It's a new experience. It's like the first show we've done. (laughs) I can remember your name. I know that Tearcast is the sponsor. You got the basics down. got the basics. Uh, Yeah, it, it is like... We're, we're doing a show obviously every week now and we've, we've hit a pretty good cadence on that it does make it easier because when we started out it was like we'd go for a couple weeks without doing one and then mm-hmm. coming in cold to do a show it's just it's harder gotta rebuild that energy exactly yep. yeah oh, you guys are doing, you're doing good with it though I'm, i mean a lot of people enjoy it not just me and i'm not saying it because i'm here um but i've really enjoyed it and the weekly delivery is nice and you guys have got a goal this year right you're gonna try to hit a number they are yeah 300 we're yeah. not on pace right now because no. we've been doing one a week we need to sneak at least a couple we need at least a few months in there where we have five episodes instead of four so yep well, we'll we can to. do it. They get it done. The, the issue yeah. is the guests. <laughs> Who the hell yeah. wants to yeah. just listen? If people were fine with, with just you and me, we could crank out 300 <laughs> episodes, no problem. Just keep sitting here. But, and we, I should also say we're at 656 members in the Rack Pack right now. I have a goal. Thousand? I'd like us to get to 10,000 by, oh, by, <laughs> by the end of the month. Do we have 10,000 listeners? Probably. Slash viewers? Uh, probably. No. I know we have stats in these things. Gotta have goals. Let's do it. So if you're still listening. And you haven't told 2,000 people. You're (laughs) screwing us. Stealing from us. That's right. And the future of deer hunting. I wanted to say before we leave, the, the, you mentioned the broke bow, broke brow buck. That episode is now on YouTube. It is. The, yeah, the guys uh, just put it up yesterday. That episode. you killed it with a crossbow, right? Yeah. So I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen any negative uh, anything negative, but I think they felt so sorry for me. I might as well have I'll give been a crossbow drop, drop a comment for you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. This shot. was a crossbow. That's a great right? shot, though. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that part is pretty easy. I mean, there's nerves and there's things that can happen, but. That part definitely like is the easier part with a scope and you know the Leupold on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's it, like the keyword is easier. It's still it's, like oh, still it's an still arrow. a challenge. Yeah, and and that's what I think is lost in the whole stupid debate is that mm. it's nothing is easy about killing a deer. No, just getting well. The whole other debate would be, oh, you're hunting out of a box blind, but oh, getting those damn go. windows open, <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't care who you are until you've done it. Like, and you got, you know, there's probably 20 deer on the field. You, you got to beat a lot of eyeballs and be silent and then get your bow, mm-hmm. whether it's vertical or a crossbow or a gun or whatever mm-hmm. out the window. That's where usually it goes wrong. Right. And that's sure. Spot. Yeah. But I feel like Drury's kind of been the innovator of the the use of the the box blind. You know, over the years, you know, watching yourself, your dad, yeah. Mark, everybody, you know, hunt out of box blinds a lot. Yeah, and you guys really kind of probably were 
partially responsible for a lot of that growth. <laughs> for sure, right or wrong, we'll get the hate mail now. <laughs> yeah. I, Mark and Terry, back in the day with Dad's construction company, Dad was having his carpenters build to kind of spec mm-hmm. uh, what mm-hmm. he wanted out of a scent-proof box blind. I mean, guys have been building box blinds for years yeah, and right. years and years, mm-hmm. 30, 40 years, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was on the ground or rudimentary version in the, in the air. And it's just kind of evolved. And those guys got really good at making them pretty damn scent proof, mm-hmm. airtight, really. And uh, and Mark perfected hunting out of them. I think Terry perfected, you know, and a lot of people obviously, but for us, Terry perfected get making it scent proof. And they changed windows and configurations and how big the windows mm-hmm. need to be and where you're placing them. Angles and everything. So, so yep. you don't have these issues when it comes time. And, and Mark perfected hunting out of them. And then once big game and muddy and, you know, all these, you know, of course, redneck. Uh, been around forever they they've perfected even making them better and better from a from a scent proof standpoint and shit those hawk office blinds that we we use this past year and the muddy xls they are pretty scent proof they're not a hundred percent you still you know there's still a little little work that you probably ought to do if you want to hunt yeah, sure. downwind yeah. you know and that kind of thing but they're close i yeah. mean they're really really close definitely allow you opportunities that you probably wouldn't have taken chances with otherwise you thousand know? percent yeah and now, you know, we've even evolved with making them more mobile. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. changed the game yep. for us. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. The deer, you look driving in, you know, the Midwest, for sure in the Midwest. You drive around, look at the landscape. Box blinds are everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. They're everywhere. You, they are. <laughs> you, you see, so I don't know that that debate, I'm sure from a viewer at home watching, it's not as fun to watch a box blind food plot hunt as a timber hunt per se. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, trying to film and, and succeed and kill, it's a totally different story Oops. to get one in a food plot yep. than versus, you know, the things that can go wrong in a, in a timber set. Yeah, no doubt. So, no doubt. Wait and see you employ one in your urban hunt setting here before too long. There's a guy that's got uh, on, on the little County highway that I traveled to get to one of my hunting yep. spots. He's got a little food plot and it's like, it's probably 50 yards off the highway and he's got a blind yeah. up on a five foot platform in there, and it's it looks it looks killer. Like yeah. it looks like a great spot. And he, I I would see his truck parked over you know by this little cliff, and and I was like, man, you got like this guy's got the setup. But it's so funny because it's just <laughs> right like on the highway. It's like a big farm yeah. kind of setup, but it's just right there. A yeah, tiny kill you see plot. you see that too driving around. It's mm-hmm. like you, you see a pop up ground blind or something right there and you know next to the road it's like i wonder how successful they are true truly are in this spot uh one time we were hunting in illinois and uh, it was a lease and i'm i park at the front you know and you're walking down i'm kind of walking down a property line and then going into a spot Mm -hmm. and uh so we walk in in the morning we got in super early and morning hunt ends nothing happens we're walking out and i'm like is there orange is gun season. I'm like, is there orange in this? I mean, it's fits. One, it looks like an outhouse almost room for one, you know, small, tiny thing with a window. And, and I, I felt like I was seeing Hunter's orange or something moving in there and sure shit. It was on the line and the only window was on our side of the property. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they were on their side, but the way they were looking was on our side. And I'm like, awkward. <laughs> I, I walked right past him. I, it was a lady. I just waved. I'm like, all right, this spot's nuked. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you worry, am I going to get a shot? You know, which yeah. of course you got orange on and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but it felt dangerous. They were definitely more, had their eyes more trained on our side than their side. Yeah, not the, good. The blind was right on the line, good. but uh, just friendly wave on the always, way out. I always feel like I found an Easter egg when I see someone's blind in the woods. Like, uh, I found you. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Or even, it was surprising me, like Hunter Orange during the gun seasons, you say so you're driving around and you're like, all right, the truck's here. Mm-hmm. I see their truck. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. are they? Where are yes. they? Where are they? Where are they? Yeah. If you find them, it's like, this should stick out like a sore thumb, but some people. Not always. Don't, yep. whether they have their orange on or don't have their It's always a question on. mark. Yeah. 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 But that's always interesting. Talking about finding Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I got them. <laughs> they are. I had a Where's real good though? one about five years ago. We have a property, a 60 acre property there um, on our family farm and um, had gone in, been hunting it all fall. I had a particular deer I was hunting and. I uh, had a, a ladder stand at that point in time, kind of on the interior of the property and had a big clover plot between us and the property edge. And it's mm-hmm. big, great big bottom up along the Salt River up there. And and uh, the neighbors, they leased that property to an outfitter out of Iowa. 
And so every year, of course, opening morning of rifle season, there's a ground blind in the middle of the bean field. And um, this particular year, it was a little bit closer to our property line than, than it was. And so went in for an afternoon hunt, got up in the tree. Um, all of a sudden, I see that ground blind just start shaking, you know, just rattling like the, the Ameristep blinds that you, you know, have seen. You can imagine it just kind of vibrating. I was like, what in the world is going on? All of a sudden, I see this orange vest go boom up on top of the, the blind, you know, just the arm sticking out the window, orange vest. And, Hmm, it's kind of interesting. Watch for a little bit longer, and wasn't long. The guy hops out of the blind, and he stands up. and He just starts waving at me. He's scared. Like, no, he was mad at me because oh. I was hunting in my stand oh, on our geez. property. He just showed up, and I thought, "What in the world? You're encroaching." <laughs> yeah, I was encroaching on. Clearly, you know, I mean, it, he, just he wasn't just. He didn't know. I'm yeah. sure he'd paid for a hunt and came oh, in yeah. and just was expecting to have this great opportunity. Saw a great big bottom, and next that thing you're you know, there. yeah. Right there, you know, and so yes. old fence row, the fence was down, so I'm sure that added to it as well. Yeah, he probably yeah. thought he was hunting where he needed to be. And Did you just wave at him? Oh, yeah, just wave back, set <laughs> it right. out. I mean, it's too late at that point. Good luck! Yeah. <laughs> and now the hunt is over. That's the thing. It's like one once that happens, like, okay, who's moving? <laughs> is anybody leaving? Is anybody chicken. giving yeah. up on the hunt? Or is it like, you know what? Screw it. I'm staying here. <laughs> yep, I'm on tough. my piece. Yeah. Yep, exactly. But the whole time you're then steaming because you're thinking, this guy's... It's over with. Yeah, everyone yeah. loses. Yeah. yeah. It's one yeah. of those deals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of everyone losing, we should probably <laughs> shut this thing down. <laughs> because next week is episode number 250. Oh, awesome. Look at us. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, Layden, we appreciate it. It's been a lot of hard work and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sitting here with Tim mm -hmm. for yeah. that many hours. I know. Test he gets patience. combat pay. <laughs> he should. Time and a half, mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> so um, if people want to follow you, mm -hmm. uh, do you have anything big kind of coming up that we, do. we need to be paying attention to? North American Whitetail, it's our 40th anniversary this year. Congratulations. Um, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of great people that have put a lot of, of work into it. And, um, you know, we've worked with fine folks like Drury's over the years, um, Steve Vaughn, and, you know, go down the list of Dr. Kroll and Dick Idle mm -hmm. that were all involved from its inception. Um, even David Morris, you know, yeah. guys that were part of North American Whitetail yeah. in the first decade. And so it's pretty neat to see that come to, to fruition and, and uh, see that it's had the longevity that it has and still to have the audience that we do. Sure. And hope to carry it into the, the yep. next 10 years and 20 years and 40 years. <clears throat> so yeah. go check it out. The magazine, you can check out our website, NorthAmericanWhitetail.com, um, our Instagram feed, social feed. We even have a YouTube page now, which is new to us. So Sweet. Yeah, we're moving along. But Sweet. please do check us out. Please do. We'll throw th some links into the uh, show notes Thank so you. people can get there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Well, well, stay well, tuned next week for episode number 250. Right. 250? 250. Mm. <laughs> All right. Till next time. See ya. Peace out. Temperatures are going to be dropping. Perfect conditions for the skinny. Yeah, I got to focus on those afternoon hunts. Northwest Tree Stand, 5 p.m. It's the easiest decision you'll make this season. Get ahead of your game with DeerCast. Holding up, picture, holding up magazines that don't have us on the cover. <laughs> Dear, <Someday. laughs> well, I don't know about that.